Hi everyone, just a little heads up that this week's episode of It's A Lot contains some content that may be distressing to some listeners. I'll be talking about violence against women and allegations of murder. If this raises any issues for you, please reach out to Lifeline on 131114 or follow the link to more resources in the description of this episode. Now enjoy the show. Uh, welcome to another week of It's Not Like Chatfield. Unfortunately, it's another sad episode. Kind of getting exhausted, emotionally exhausted by the repeated deaths of women that we need to speak about. So for those of you who don't know, this week on Tuesday morning, the body of Kelly Wilkinson was found in a Gold Coast backyard in Arundel. She was allegedly murdered and burned alive by her estranged husband. She was 27, so she was a year older than me. Um, had three kids and had been married since she was 18 to a man who, according to her family, allegedly was very controlling and abusive. She made repeated calls to police. She pleaded for help and the police didn't do anything. She had a, she had DVO against him, but ultimately the police didn't do anything to protect her. This is an article by Jessica Staveley. Sorry, I forgot that wrong. Mamma Mia. Kelly Wilkinson's father, Reg Wilkinson, has described his daughter's death as totally preventable. It starts at the top, not at the bottom. If DVOs are broken, put them in jail. If they are saying I need protection, give them protection. Don't fob them off as a crazy woman. Thank you, Reg Wilkinson. So on three separate occasions, Kelly had called the police and even got a DVO support officer to read her concerns. She was terrified for her life and the life of her children, but nothing was really done. I feel like we hear this time and time again of women rightfully being scared for their safety and the safety of their children by abusive people in their lives, usually men, and the police not doing anything about it. Police are saying that they're going to have an, in- an internal investigation into whether into whether this could be prevented and whether there was any anything missed, any wrongdoing, any negligence. But I think at the end of the day, the police, I don't think they have the ability to do anything and that needs to change. I think we need to change the power that the police have in these situations because I think at the end of the day when these things happen, they are able to hide behind and we can't do anything. We can't do anything to prevent it. Then change the fucking legislation. I know this is not the same thing, but when I get death threats and I call the police, they say we can't do anything until you get hurt. I think that's changed now when it comes to social media, but it obviously hasn't changed when it comes to estranged husbands who are abusive and who are threatening your life and your kids' lives. Her family have come out and said that her husband, who she'd been married to since she was 18, was controlling. He wouldn't let her drive the car so she had no money. That's financial abuse. She would ruin any friendship that she made, presumably because he would try and estrange her and isolate her from her friends. He controlled what she wore. There were so many signs of abuse and she, unfortunately, because of the nature of abusive relationships, hid it from her family. And then when she'd eventually asked for help, nothing was done. So she spent all these years, married since she was 18, that's nine years, with this man, almost a decade, allegedly being abused. And finally having the courage to call someone, to call the police, to tell them that she is fucking terrified. And then she gets killed. I just don't know how we can say, well, we can't do anything. Surely we can give women more protection or any abuse victims more protection. Surely we can find them housing. Surely we can find them some sort of support 
Surely we can find the man and punish him for breaking a DVO. Surely we can do something along the lines. Surely we can catch it earlier and have a, a more accurate reporting system for, for domestic violence. I'm sick of the police and the government hiding behind, well, these are the laws. And I, un- I understand it takes sort of a lot of time and energy. And I understand it isn't as simple as just clicking your fingers and changing things. So I don't want to get any DMs from people that are lawyers being like, well, it's actually, I understand. But why aren't we making huge movements? Why are we sitting here saying, isn't this tragic again? It's happened again. It happens too fucking often. Why are we sitting here? Oh, it's so sad. Well, we can't do anything about it because that's the law. Why couldn't we protect her? Look, I mean, I'm probably just going to keep crying if I keep talking about it. And I think we all know it's fucking disgusting. And anyone listening to this podcast probably agrees with me anyway. There needs to be more done. There needs to be less hiding behind. We can't do anything. We need to have cops listen to women and believe women. The amount of stories I have heard of and know of people personally in my life who have called police and told them people are fucking, people are abusing them and attacking them and are ruining their lives and the police do nothing is atrocious. And now it's in the headlines. So while it's in the headlines, write your local member. Elise is going to link in the description how to do that. Also, there is a GoFundMe for Kelly Wilkinson's kids. So if you would like to donate to that, please do. I'll donate when I finish recording. It's just fucking atrocious. And I don't want this to be another, oh, isn't it awful news headline. Okay, moving on in two weeks. I just don't understand how this can happen when there's so many warning signs. It isn't shocking. It isn't how could this have happened? We know these things happen. We know these things escalate. We understand that that abuse, that financial and emotional abuse has a high potential to turn into violence and murder, violence against women and children. We know this. So why isn't anyone listening? Why are we acting as women are being crazy when they report their abusers? Just terrifying them. Why is that not being taken seriously by the cops? The cops take parking tickets very fucking seriously. The other day, my mate parked too close to the curb and this cop was giggling while he was measuring out with his legs if it was 10 bloody metres. What are you doing? You care about the parking ticket? Why don't we care about women being abused? Why was there a cop giving a parking ticket is my fucking question. Why wasn't he doing something productive with this time? I yelled out over the balcony. Are you not allowed to park that close to the curb? And he was like, if you have a license, you should fucking know. And I said, it's not my car, sir. I don't have a license. I'm just a dumb girl. I literally said that. I was like, I'm dumb. But this is what my friend said that was there at the time. We were like, how can that cop spend 40 minutes gleefully writing out a fucking parking ticket, but we can't have cops go and, I don't know, help a woman who's saying, I'm scared I might get murdered. We have the resources for old mate to come and give us a fun tamarama. What the fuck? Anyway, donate to the GoFundMe, write to your local members. We're upset. But speaking of holding men accountable, there was a conversation I had last night that kind of, this isn't the same thing. I'm not saying that this person is anything like this, but I just thought it was, it's an interesting topic. So recently I heard of someone, basically this guy was having uh, yelling outbursts, like not violent, but just having a go at his mates because he's going through something really hard right now. I understand what he's going through is very hard. But I heard some boys talking about said outbursts and one of them was saying, oh, he's going through a lot. We need to give him a break. Which, yeah, like, yeah, you shouldn't be getting mad at him, but he's getting mad. Totally. But the other guy that I was with was like, mm, I mean, I just feel like we should get him into therapy and we should pull him into a room and say, are you okay? 
do you need to go to therapy, right? And I think there's this whole thing amongst men. Can you imagine if I randomly was screaming at my friends? I said this, I was like, can you imagine if I started yelling at the girls? They'd be like, Abby's lost it. You know why? Because women give each other the permission to speak about their emotions. This is, again, a function of the patriarchy in which men aren't allowed to speak their emotions. So instead they, they lash out at their mates and their mates go, oh, we'll give them some space. Give them some space. Yeah, give them some space, but also be like, hey, mate, do you want to go and talk in this room for a bit? And like, are, are you okay? That did happen. But I also think the the rhetoric around it, it wasn't necessarily bad. It wasn't like any of these guys did anything wrong. But I think it was interesting the way that there were two people being like, we both need to help him. But the way they were trying to help him was very different. One of them was like, ignore it. Let it go. It's not worth talking about, which I think is the classic way to speak about it. But I think this this much better, more modern way of holding your mates accountable and being like, hey, that actually wasn't very good that, that you yelled at that person. No one's mad at you. It's totally fine. But like, we need to figure out what's going on here and why, and why you're lashing out in an aggressive way instead of go and have a cry. Have a cry. It's okay that you want to have a cry. And I also think this leads back to men holding men accountable when it comes to things like big events, like Kelly Wilkinson's death, right? So a friend of mine recently wrote out this big Instagram post and he was like, should I upload this? And it was about like violence against women and education women. And I was like, can you please? I was like, I have not seen any, have you seen any men, any straight men, gay men, gay men have called me and spoken to me about it. My manager called me and spoke to me about the Kelly Wilkinson thing. We were just feeling sick about it because he's from the Gold Coast and he has empathy. So he called me and talked about it and spoke about how awful it was. But I haven't seen any men post about it. It's like when Sarah Everett died. No, when there was a mass shooting in the US in the massage parlors. No, no one really, no straight men that I follow really seem to care. Most women that I follow are posting at least a story, at least resharing like a article or something or having huge posts about it, all those events and this current Kelly Wilkinson awful tragedy. But no, I didn't see any men posting about it. And I think it's, it's really fucked. I think it's really fucked and unfair. And I hate that we have to turn, we have to fight tooth and nail to get men to even bother listening to us. But I know that if their mates posted one thing explaining in a way that their friends would understand and listen to why this is fucked and how this starts with them and their behavior towards women and their behavior towards their own emotions, then they would be able to actually help us. But instead behind closed doors, they sit there and go, yeah, babe, it's fucked. And you're like, yeah, it is fucked. So can you go and tell your mates not to catcall? Can you go and tell your mates not to make rape jokes. Not that anyone that I know does that. But do you know what I mean? I'm sure some people do, right? Some men do that. At least, like, yeah. I'm like, that happens, right? I don't have any straight male friends, so I don't. <laughs> Did you see that ad campaign recently that came out from the government that That's was tradies? To talk about. Yeah. Oh, tradies. I'm talking about the milkshake thing. No, not the milkshake one, though we can talk about. There was yep. the tradie one where it was one tradie woman. I'm assuming they were tradies because they were in high vis, but, you know, lots of jobs you need to be visible. Maybe you weren't a tradie. Sorry, I missed the point of the ad then. But uh, <laughs> it was it was three guys, one woman, and the woman suggested something. They were all sitting at the pub having a drink. The woman suggested something about the way they work, and the guy goes, oh, no, nah, love, like, we'll be right. We'll take it from here. And then they did a rewind. The same scenario happened again. And the, the woman suggested something. The man said, nah, mate, don't worry about it. Well, you know, us blokes will sort it out back at the office. And so she went up to the bar and then one of her co-workers came up to the bar and said to her, like, oh, sorry, love, like, you know, don't worry about it. And I was like, you've missed the point. 
it's not the woman's fault. You need to address your coworker your who's in the moment. talked shit about her in the moment because we know it's bad. We don't need reassurance that it is. We need you to call out your shitty co-workers and shitty friends' bad behaviours. You need to have our back mm-hmm. consistently. You anyway, can't just be – I know there are so many people in relationships with men and they – display really shitty behavior in front of their maids and they overlook it because it's just oh, it's boys chat and then when they're like having dnms in bed they're like but then he said this in bed why isn't he saying it to his mates it actually doesn't matter if he's not saying it to his mates it actually means jack shit if he's not posting about it and talking about it because unfortunately men listen to men more than women and this is why men think, oh, girls are so crazy, like feminazis, that they're so, they're so crazy about this shit. Yes, we are crazy about women getting murdered. Yeah, dude, we don't fucking like it. We don't like being fucking scared all the time. That's not fucking fun. Like, almost every woman I know has been sexually assaulted or physically assaulted by a man in some way, whether it's from inappropriate groping or catcalling from that still horrendous end of the spectrum all the way through to, unfortunately, rape or being hit. So we're going through this because of you, because of straight men, and because you guys won't let each other about your emotions and you leave things be when someone does something bad and then it escalates and no one's calling anyone out on social media, no one's calling out in real life, you also need to call someone out. If you feel uncomfortable calling your mate out one-on-one, shit by you, but you also could take the route of I'm going to post on social media and say this is what I believe and this is what I stand for. And it is hard aligning yourself with your views when your social circle may not be on the same page as you. But why would you want your social circle to not be on the same page as you? If you post something and your mate's like, this is fucking so dumb, mate. Like, yeah, yeah, good. Like, great, don't have a mate anymore. Why are they so scared to stick up for women, but behind closed doors, they're like, I love chicks, eh? But, hey, I love chicks, and, like, I lo- I'm i a feminist, babe. Like, I support you guys. Like, like, babe, your tattoo, I might get one. Like, honestly, like, babe, seriously, then, then talk about it. Then talk about it. Then educate yourself on it. Why aren't you listening to my podcast? They'll be like, why don't like, listen to podcasts about it? Why aren't you reading articles? Why aren't you reading books? Why are you sitting around being like, babe, I support you, but like the boys just wouldn't get it. But then all of the boys are saying this to all their girlfriends behind closed doors. Why can't one of them start a fucking conversation as an adult and say, hey, like this is pretty fucked what's happening. Did you see, have you ever, like stop talking about fucking stocks. Stop being like, oh boys, like this literally, straight man, I'm not even, I'm not, like it is kind of funny, but like, Speak about current news and say, did you see that woman was murdered, allegedly, was murdered, allegedly, by her husband? Why are you sitting around being like, like Bitcoin? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about Bitcoin, bitch. Fuck me. Be like, hey, do you think the women in our lives are a bit like scared and upset right now? Maybe. Should we talk about it? Nah, shares though. What's it called? Short... Short breaking. I don't fucking know. Long shorting. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Jesus fucking Christ. Also, stop spending your time. And then when they do talk about it, they talk about it in a way of like, yeah, but like, honestly, like the chicks have got it covered. Like, it's like we're spending our time trying to fight for women that have been murdered, allegedly. We spend our time trying to fight and educate the men in our, in our timelines. The women in our lives know this. 
I'm not posting this for the girls. This isn't going in the group chat, even though we do talk about it. We go, isn't this fucked when we have wines together? But this isn't for the girls. The girls know it. We know what's fucking happening. We understand what's happening. You, seemingly, don't. And if you do, why are you being silent? Why aren't you posting about it? Why aren't you talking about it with your mates? Hold your fucking mates accountable. Grow the fuck up. Who cares about stocks? Not me. Though I don't need to invest soon. So if I only need tips, I can... <laughs> If there are any men who have a big brain out there. Oh. Kidding, not only men understand finance. In fact, I would argue women know better. But yeah, I mean, even when you see your mates, when you, okay, when you see your mates be controlling to girlfriends or treating them like shit, say to your friends and be like, hey, why wouldn't you let your girlfriend do X, Y, Z? Why do you think you have the permission to not let her do things? Don't be like to your fucking girlfriend, be like, yeah, like, Josh, stop calling me Josh. Like, oh, mate, Josh is such a dickhead to his girlfriend. So why aren't you saying anything, Chet? Why aren't you saying anything? If my girlfriends are being like, yeah, like, I won't let my boyfriend wear go shirtless at the beach because other girls will look at him. Like, imagine, imagine. But if, like, one of my girlfriends is, like, doing weird shit like that, I'd be like, babe, are we okay? I have a great therapist. She's a bit expensive, but she's worth it in this situation. She'll be worth it. Invest in some stocks. Ask Josh to help you out with some stocks. Invest it. Go to therapy. Because what's happening? But you know what I mean? Like, like, if your girlfriends are being shit, or any of your friends, anyone but straight men, are being shit, you go, what are you doing? Because that's what you do when you're a friend. You call someone out, you just go to your... Oh, they use women as safe spaces. I'm fucking sick of it. These women as being like, being like, oh, oh, yeah, babe, I acknowledge that it's fucked. Babe, like, honest, like, they do this, right? I'm having this, I'm actually really angry. I'm having this relation now where they're like, and it's like virtue signaling, but just with you after sex in bed when they want to bond with you. And they're like, babe, it's really fucking cooked, eh? Like, I can't, be- I just can't believe like he would do that to her. Yeah, 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 it's unfair. So you say something to him and then they're on the beers next week fucking with their chinos and button ups on at e- on Eagle Street. You know what I mean? Brisbane, Brisbane reference. <laughs> Yeah, call your mates out. And also, unfortunately, I hate to fucking say this because I'm I'm sick of doing all the emotional labor that I'm just complaining about. But also, like, call your boyfriends out and be like, why don't you post about murder? Why are you posting, like, truck parts? (laughs) Again, I don't know any straight men. So I I don't know what they enjoy doing. But the ones that I do follow, or they'll post, like, I don't know. Telling me like a Chris Brown song, and I'm like, it's interesting, isn't it? Also, everyone cancel Chris Brown. I don't know why we're listening to him. Just side note. But if you're in a straight relationship and you're a girl, be like, why aren't you talking about this with your friends? And then if they get all confrontational or defensive, I mean, fuck them. That's the thing as well. I feel like whenever we ask them to do anything, the bare minimum, they then go, babe, like it is my play. Like the boys think I'm, the boys will think I'm like being a pussy. Okay, you're actually being a bigger pussy by not talking about it. So who's the coward now, Chet? Stop calling me, Josh. Anyway, call your boyfriends out and your straight male friends if you have them, which is so random and I'm proud of you. Um, And if you are a straight man listening to this icon, maybe call your mates out and be like, what's going on? Why aren't we talking about these current issues? 
Oh, we have an update regarding the man. Regarding the man that I'm sleeping with, you have a nice update. I, just, I looked at my notes and when he said this on the phone to me, I wrote it down in my notes. Also, he listened to last week's episode. To be fair, I was I did say I spoke about it every 20 minutes on last week's episode and he said, should I listen to it? And I was like, if you want to. <laughs> I'm such a pussy. Stocks, though. So, how iconic is this? Elise, chime in when you want. I'm ready. My con. <laughs> so, we're on the phone talking about the book that I'm attempting to write. Love it. Publishers, I will reply to your email soon. <laughs> I'm trying my hardest. Anyway, I'm, going away, I'm going away to write the book for a week, like next week. I get like imposter syndrome when I start to write, and then I feel like this is like every word is shit, or I can't like. I'm scared of doing it now. It's like an assignment that I've left for too long. And I'm like, fuck, I really, this is embarrassing now. And publishers being so nice, like, do you need any? And I'm like, I'm just busy. I'm so panicky. Anyway, and then he was like, he was like, all you got to do is, so dumb, write the structure and then fill it in. And I was like, I literally said, yeah, I finished year 10. (laughs) (laughs) I have a degree. Yeah, dude. I finish your 10. So that's, thank you so much for it. I'm helping. I, yeah. Open I, Microsoft Word. Computer on. Yeah. Do yeah. you have Clippy enabled? Because Clippy could help you. You help me explain things to me. <laughs> yes. Do you need help? Literally. And, but again, because of the communication and because this, this person isn't a misogynistic piece of shit, I said that. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, I was like, and because I knew, because a lot of, a lot of men, when you say, that was really annoying. You just mansplained that to me for no reason. I didn't ask for your input. They then go, it's not mansplaining. Would you say that if it was a woman? Um, no, because you think that I don't know what's going on because I'm a woman. It's not about – also, so women don't give unsolicited advice, rarely. Mm. If I was complaining about the book to you, you go, yeah, it's really shit, I understand. Then I go, do you have any tips? And you'd be like, yeah, maybe do – maybe listen to the Space podcast before. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only time I would woman-splain is when I'm trying to promote the shows I work on. I'd be like, yeah, so actually you can fix that problem by listening to the Space podcast. Um- <laughs> it is really good. I'm listening to it. Side note, Elise, tell me about it. It's really good. Um, when I get ready in the morning, I have a little breather. <laughs> yeah, show notes. And so usually someone else the mansplains me all the time would be like – would like mansplain what mansplaining is, and I'd be like, fuck off. Anyway, and then he was like, oh, I'm, I just mansplained to you, didn't I? And I was like, oh. right, see, right, redemption. Oh. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, pretty bad. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, I have the book deal. So I also have a degree. And again, I finished year 10. Mm. So I do know, I do know how to understand that you write a structure then you fill the gaps in it's just a bit hard writing a book it's Mm. pretty stressful particularly when like you've never written a book before and you're scared everyone's gonna abuse you for what's in the book like daily mail's gonna be like dumb bitch with big titties writes book embarrassing question mark flaunts her huge brain (laughs) flaunts huge brain like trolls being like why do you think you could write a book all you gotta do is write a structure and then fill in the structure (laughs) you dumb fuck anyway and then a few minutes later, I was complaining about something else because that's what I do. Maybe about the podcast or something. Not about doing the podcast, but I was like, oh, I don't know what to write this week or something like that. And he was like, do you want input? <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He was like, do you want input or do you want to just um, have a vent? Oh, that's so self-aware. Look at that little – oh, my God. I'm so sorry for just, like, applauding the bare minimum, but – the growth moment there in like two and a half minutes. Literally. 
oh, I've done this thing. I've learned not to do this thing anymore. Yeah. I've identified, is this the thing I was doing before? Okay, note, don't do it again because that's annoying. Ask if you want input. And I was like, yeah, I actually do want input. I would like your input on this one. And he's like, okay, well, what if you... How good is communicating? Babe, it's actually disgusting. I actually can't believe that this is happening to me. Mm. How could this happen to me? But in a good way. Yeah, in, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a positive way. In a major key. How could this happen to me? Oh, my mistakes. Anyway, God, confused. But Ed, so isn't that wonderful? And I was like, that is disgusting. Love it. I maybe like impregnate me. Like I was like, I'm fucking... I feel like fucking something. You know? <laughs> Literally, him going, do you want do you want a vent or do you want? But now this is going to lead into nightmare fuel. Oh, my God. It's horrible. I can't believe you did that. What the fuck? Would you mind just not going out with him again? Again, Elise, chime in. I'm so it's excited. A very short one. But we'll Pulling have- my microphone closer to myself. We're-, <laughs> <laughs> We're having drinks the other day. And uh, we were talking about because the reformed mansplainer. We were talking about my pussy, because when we had sex the first time, he like said that I had a nice pussy, and then I got all subconscious and thought he was like being facetious. <gasps> I know because I. <laughs> this time he took that to therapy. <laughs> he was like, "Nice pussy." <laughs> it's like, what is this fuck, fucking what the mess? What fuck is that? And he's like, "You can walk around naked, you know." And I was like. Mm. Pussy made fun of it. He's like, but he doesn't know that I felt that way. So, <laughs> but then I know we're talking about who the fuck knows. And he's like, no, like you have a beautiful pussy. Like it's like, and so I was telling him how I had a podcast episode before I was with you, Elise. So sad. Be <laughs> two months. Be I had Ellie from Comfortable My Skin on, and I cried about my vulva on the podcast. Love that episode, by the way. Have oh, listened. you have listened. Okay, so you know about me crying about on the podcast about my meaty pussy, and I told him all about that, and he was like, "That's so weird to me because like it doesn't even like I don't even think about it." And then he said, "And then he said." Okay, so you tell me if you were to, I was, I literally couldn't even look at him. So I'm having my beer and he goes, your pussy has a lot of character. (gasps) (laughs) Is your pussy out of a Charles Dickens novel? Babe, I literally was like. Are you a character from Treasure Island? I couldn't look at, I was like, I was sitting on my table and he was there and I was like. Are you fucking kidding? And he was like, it has a lot of character. Is it a cockney villain who steals from orphans at Christmas time? (laughs) Hello, this is my vagina. Pour us governor. Like, are you fucking kidding? Oh, my God, stop. Are you kidding? And I was like, this is fucked, Matt. Sounds like an old uh, sideboard that you find on the side of the road and you want to oh, do it up. And it has a lot of character. He likes vintage stuff, so maybe he just... <laughs> and then I went Carl and Jack Yoyo in the morning and Carl was like, oh, is, what's your pussy like or something? I don't know, bands. Yeah. And he was upset that I didn't say that it had character. And I was like, no, because... That's fucked. Mm. Character, thank you. That's fucked. Character is something that a, a 90-year-old says about their grand, great-grandchild that they don't really like. Like, oh, oh got a bit of Linda's got a bit of character, you know. She gives she? her mum a bit of lip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at her go. That's literally, that was my nightmare fuel for the week. And I was like, and now we will be in public and he'll go, character. Because like, he knows, but he thinks it's funny. Again, Bless him. I'm picturing your character. Your character. My character pussy. I'm picturing your character pussy dressed up like in pantomime costume and like with a marionette and wow. like. 
Punch and Judy vibes. Like one labia being pulled up and down. Like it's got a coat on. Like some of the coat. The clit has a little moustache on it. That's what it's... And a monocle on your clitoris. Just like, hello, Mike Um, Yeah, so character was certainly a vibe. It's similar to when someone else that I was sleeping with a different person a little while ago, I was talking about, like, the feeling of pussies, like how they feel when you have a penis because I was so intrigued as per. Mm. And I was like, because my ex-boyfriend used to say there are three types of pussies and I was I, is that because oh, he's only ever fucked three people no certainly not oh. well he definitely cheated on me with more than that when we were dating so it's more than three. awkward sorry <laughs> go on <laughs> shutting up now no but so I was saying this and then this guy that I was with he was like oh I just kind of feel like it's either like uncomfortably tight or comfortable and I said what's mine and he said, comfortable. Oh. <laughs> You're like, thank you? Comfortable with character. That is like that is like a couch you find at Vinny's and someone's repolished it. I was literally about to say it sounds like a really nice chair that you got on Facebook Marketplace. It was only $10, but like, oh, man, it's comfy. Comfortable with character. Mm. I had some men once describe to me the taste of pussy. Having not tasted it myself, they said oh. pussy tasted like... And this came from the old days of 4chan. There was a thing going around saying the pussy tasted like old milk and salty coins. I would disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Old milk and and salty coins. I think that's some incel rhetoric that Mm. incels I mean, it did come from 4chan. I mean, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Wait, salty milk, salty coins. Old milk, salty. No, salty milk. and Sorry. Oh, I fucked it. Salty milk and old coins. (laughs) Salty milk and old coins. That's worse than condensed milk cum. Ooh. It's just, it really. Character pussy. Yeah. If you if someone said you, you your pussy as a character. I'd be like, I fucking hope it has a PhD. <laughs> like, has it been through a lot and like wrote an award-winning essay to get into Harvard or some <laughs> shit? Like... Pussy character. It do cartwheels. <laughs> it really sounds like. Saying your, char- your pussy has character makes it sound like it's been through a lot of stuff, but it's, it's, come, out, it's come out the it's other side, like, stronger, yeah, better. It's not wrong. <laughs> Maybe it's like, I'm identifying what's happening here, and I'm so glad yeah. to be part of it. Yeah. Maybe a movie is going to be written about it and it'll win Oscars. Maybe. Maybe like the blind the side. <laughs> I actually fucking can't. Blind side pussy. Can't. Blinds, oh my God, you would blindsided energy. But yes, yeah, so that was my nightmare fuel for the week. But he redeemed himself with the mansplaining thing. That's pretty great, though. I feel like if you guys end up like hanging out more, that's a really great story to have together. That's pretty fucking funny. The character pussy thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he brings it up every year. It's been it. It's been a week since he said it, and he brings it up every time. All right, nightmare fuel time. Bye. Starting this for a third time because I spilt wine on myself once and uh, then had my Invisalign in for the other and was just lisping my way through the whole thing. The worst thing that's happened to me on a date um, was a few years ago, I'd just gotten out of a really bad situationship that left me pretty, pretty raw and pretty roughed up. Um, so I was going out a lot and drinking and having fun and hooking up and raw and roughed up character pussy. Sorry. I had to say it, so I couldn't keep it in. Raw enough up, me. Been through a lot. All that, and I went went home with this guy one night, and I was just going to leave it at that. I was happy to leave it at that. Um, but he got my no- number, and he texted me the next day and said, oh, you know, I really like like meeting you. 
which I love when they say that. It's like, you've been inside me, but sure, it's great to meet you too. Oh, my God. That is so fucking true. And they're like, it was so good to get to know you. And it was like, you've literally seen my character pussy. Like, you've been able to describe pussy as having character. You know, I'd really like to, to go on a date. And I thought, oh, okay. I wasn't really interested, but I thought, yeah, I should really give this a go. So about a week later, went out to dinner. And Can I just say right now before and- I even hear the story, I am strongly opposed to forcing yourself to go on dates you want to go on because I've done it a couple of times, or like a, five times, and it have been awful dates, but I'm like, I don't want to fucking be here. You could literally be who I even have a crush on, Miley Cyrus. You, nah, I'd be into it. But like <laughs> you could be anyone but Miley Cyrus and I would be like, I if I've decided I don't want to be there, I can't get the enthusiasm. Don't you think? Fuck that. If, you, if you're right now being like, this person's asked me on a date and I'm not sure if I should go and I kind of see BF and I don't think I'm emotionally ready yet because I'm out of a situationship, I think don't go. Do you agree? Or am I being negative? Uh, I definitely agree now. I've done, been on many dates I didn't want to go on and all none of them have I've left and gone, that was great. You know yeah. what? I'm glad I made myself do that and not stay home. You know what you should instead? Hang out with your friends instead yeah. and invest in your friendships over random people that you don't really, you're not really dying to go on a date with. I know someone's going to be like, I went on a date with my partner and I didn't want to go and now we've got 17 kids. I'm going to be like, okay, good on you. And, you know, everything's fine, chatting, normal stuff all that and about an hour in he says to me on oh, I need to tell you something and it was it felt f- fairly serious and um I said oh, okay and he said look my ex called me a few days ago I thought okay well, shit date's over quick um he's getting back with his ex and he said she's a psychic oh can you do a reading for me but she's a psychic you know I believe in psychics and he said I didn't have to say anything to her she said to me you've met someone and he said, I have. She, <laughs> I have, yes. Yes, okay. And she said, this this woman is a slim brunette with big brown eyes and and a fringe, which I did. I, I am brunette, I have brown eyes, and I had very hard bangs at the time. And I said, oh, wow, that's incredible. Like, that's really intuitive of her. It's Zoe Chanel. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, cool. Um and then he he got really serious and just stared at me straight in my eyes and said, and she says, we're going to get married and we're going to have two kids. Wait, just to clarify, this is during the first date. He's saying, we're going to get married and have two kids. They have fucked before and having a date afterwards. Oh, Elise, I don't care if it's a year in. <laughs> <laughs> they fucked before. I don't give a fuck. My ex-girlfriend has called me and she is a psychic and has said we're going to get married. Obviously, she was wrong because she doesn't gauge how how awful this person's social skills are to say this on a first day. And I could feel my soul leaving my body because I, I you know, I, I didn't know what to say to that. A, you know, I was just in not a great place and B, it's a first date. It's a lot of pressure to put on a first date. Yeah, pass. So I just kind of like stammered back at him and was like, oh, oh yeah, oh, okay. Ah. And then I, I said, look, I'm, I'm just going to duck to the bathroom real quick. I uh, went to the bathroom, furiously texted my best friend uh, who had no clue how to help me. Okay. okay, okay. This is when we leave. Get a new friend. Yeah, get a new friend who goes, uh, I'll call you, pretend that like – my like pet frog has died 
and then I'll be crying and you go, I've got to go. Sorry. Or like, I don't know, get a rock up and be dramatic at the restaurant. That'd be funnier. I don't know, get do something crazy, something kooky. So I, I just went back to the table and I said, look, I, look, I'm really sorry. My gut's really off. I, I think, you know, I think I might have food poisoning, which is the chicken's way out. But I've given the circumstances, I had no effing clue what to say. No, but also if someone's this, they actually, I'm not trying to be funny, but they actually, in light of our earlier topics, um, they actually could be violent if you say, I don't like you, so I'm going. So I think it's it's for the best. Unfortunately, we have to think about these things. But um, So, you know, date ended, took took him home and took him dropped home. him off. And then the next day I thought, don't be a coward. you got to just uh, let him. Get him in an Uber. Get him an Uber. Why are you driving him home? Why are we driving him? Jesus, fucking get, get an Uber, darling. Let him know. Um, so I said, look, hey, last night was a bit too intense for me. Oh. Okay, props to her for texting him. Mine would have been, he get out of the car, bye. Block. I'm not in a great headspace and I, I don't think we should, you know, continue to see each other. Um, to which he responded, I knew you would betray me. <gasps> I knew. And that is the last I ever heard from him. I hope he's doing well, um, but I do hope he leaves his uh, exopsychic predictions out of the conversation on first dates. Um, a few things. A, I'm wondering, did the ex-girlfriend ever say that? I have a theory. Elise, more than welcome. I reckon, because I don't believe in psychics, sorry, full disclosure, but I reckon the ex has stalked this woman online and been like, fuck my ex-boyfriend, I'm going to ruin this shit for him and call him and be like, yeah, this lady's the one, knowing that he would do something psycho like this yeah, yeah. because she, she knows, knows he's a psycho because she's dated him yeah. and psycho and psychic yeah beautiful it'll blow up i don't know that's what i that's the only way i can make sense of it or has <clears> he <throat> just made it up and been like but why would he say my ex-girlfriend oh. when you go i went to i shouldn't it's weird to be like i went to a psychic and i asked about you so what if he just made it up and be like my yes. ex-girlfriend is a psychic and he's just gone oh like she said this thing and we're gonna get married just to like test the water because he's he could be a pick it could be a he's a weirdo line. It could be his way of being well, like. Well, it's an awful pickup yeah, line. It's yeah. like a drop-off line. See ya. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding? So okay. So the ex-girlfriend. Do we think he said it? Also, betrayed. How is he betrayed? It gives off incel vibes. It's to incel me. energy. It's like I took you on a date, and you owe me marriage and two kids. <laughs> that I asked you. You should be grateful that I want to settle down with you after one date. If that's the standard, like. We should have, like, a fucking empire by this point. Like, we spend one hour together every week. Abby, well, You and I, I'm, we should be married. I'm owed so much by you. Like, oh, yeah. I'm betrayed right You're now. You're owed a lot of sex. I, I'll give you a vibrator, though. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, no, she's paid her dues, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go on. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Yeah, yeah, she's, she's done her thing. Um, I got well, you on a technicality. That is, that is, that is quite tragic. I've never had someone like that. That makes me feel quite sick because that obviously I think that's I think he's made it up as a manipulation tool mm. I, as well. Oh my god, my girlfriends and I always talk about this. Not this specific situation. <laughs> We're not like, oh my god, did you hear it happened again? <laughs> my first day. But we talk about again. I don't mean to say men to be like LGBT ex- like exclusion, but it's that it's that they always do the shitty behaviour. Like mm. in my experience, as someone who's up with both, they do this weird thing. I find a straight men do. 
and a lot of my friends can confirm this. Let me know. I don't know how they hear me, I guess, if you have this as well. Men will think that women they're dating want this like heightened intimacy and they will do it in like a performative way in like a, it's like a fake intimacy moment and they'll do it because they think that it's what women want and it isn't even particularly because they want to impress you though maybe it is but I think it's like they're like oh women are so crazy this they want so much affection on the first date and it's like no one wants that get out of my bed get out of my house mm. why are you near me mm. I don't need to cut on me my ex I hate to bring him up again every fucking week Jesus fucking Christ he's traumatized me what the first day we ever hung out he like we went to the beach and uh, and he was like, oh, disgusting. He was like patting my head and like kissing my forehead and stuff and like holding my hand. And I was like, I said to him at the time because I wasn't damaged. This is obviously before we dated, so I was kind of normal. And I was like, this just feels really like fake. I was like, this feels really fake what you're doing. And he was like, no, like I want to do it. And I was like, no, years later, I was, I would always bring it up. I'd be like fake intimacy. You're, fu- you're faking intimacy. I can fucking feel it. And he said, again, this person isn't really the go-to for normal relationships. But he said that he was like, you know, a lot of my friends and I. Great barometer for rock bottom, though, let's just say. Babe. <laughs> and also, like, he actually, his friends aren't particularly pieces of shit. And also, I don't think he is. I'm sorry. I don't think he's evil. I think he's just broken. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, he said to me that. People that he knows and a lot, of, a lot of dudes will sleep with people and they will try them on for size. Yuck. For girlfriend. I'm not a fucking shoe. I'm not a fucking shoe. Right? And he said this to me and I was like, are you are you joking? How? I, I was also like, we don't want that. Why do you assume because of all of pop culture and media telling women, women want to be like held and like touched up? Like, Get the fuck out of my bed, chet. How do you? Sorry. How do you try like, someone you on? See if it, you just see if it's comfortable. But like cuddles. Oh right. Like oh, it's like and it's like oh like and no. and, then, and you and you're like do you, do you like you do like play girlfriend like you play house yeah for a day. Sorry, that's just like basically then, finding out what someone's physical like intimacy yeah, vibes are. Not. Uh, it also uh, means like he also means like holding hands in pub. It's so weird. It's so weird. Ooh, and like dropping like oh my my mum's in town. Yes, and yes. gauging their reaction. So love bombing basically. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, yes. the seagull so panic in me that, just that fucking was exploded. Oh. It was like my friend recently fucked, um, I'm not going to, I was about to say, she, she fucked someone that she met recently and she is so like, I just want to get a root. Like, she, I'm busy. Fuck this. And he tried to like do the whole like touchy and I was like, fuck that, babe. I don't want, I don't want, like, why the fuck would I want you to like touch me and hold me afterwards? And why? And it's also insulting that you think that I'm this like weak little flower who is like, I want to cuddle. If you want to cuddle afterwards, that's totally fine. But most of the time, if it's a one night stand, I do not. Get out of my house or I'll get out of your house. Get out of my house. Mm. I'm leaving. Mm. I'll get you an Uber. Ew. Trying on my size. I mean, I will say in my early 20s, I was always like, so do you want to go get brunch? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was, I was a whole time. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm like that as well. But I now, like, even, even the person <laughs> I went home with him last night and I was like, we can get separate Ubers home. And he was like, Pfft. wait, back to your house. We can get separate Ubers no, home. No, I meant like, like, I'll go home. And he was oh, like, right. no, I want you to come home with me. And I was like, oh. ew. No, but that's good because you're communicating. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to assume because I also don't know where we are at in this relationship. So I don't want you to assume, yeah. know that I'm just like thinking of coming back to your house straight away. I'm setting up my boundaries. Yeah, I have boundaries. Yeah. 
I have boundaries that aren't going to be shaken. No. Strong boundaries. Unless he starts complimenting your characterful pussy again. If he, if he starts bringing up the character, the character, character-filled pussy, comfortable character, um, the Facebook Marketplace pussy, um, then, you know, we're back on. Anyway, guys, thanks for seeing. Also, the vibrator sold out. So thank you to everyone who bought Woo! it. I'm trying to get bush tree stock. We're sorting it out. Um, I feel like we have a high chance this late stage. I don't want to get too excited, but I'm stoked because Iconic have sold out as well and so have – like, they're gone. Oh, amazing. Au revoir. Congrats. And it's all thanks to Elise sacrificing – her character pussy. My character pussoir. <laughs> You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, guys. Illy. Can I give a producer call out? Yeah. If you really like it a lot, I'm just going to put on my administrative hat, producer Elise here. Give us a review in Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you like about the show, oh, yeah. what you want to hear about it, because, you know, we're just freeballing shit here. Abby comes in with ideas and I just hit record. Yeah. Also, can, if you think there's something wrong with the podcast, can you not do a one-star rating? Can you no. do a four or a three? That's fine. Or just email the It's A Lot email address <laughs> yeah. and I'll respond to you and go like, let's workshop some ideas. But please don't give us a negative review because it really drags it down. Yeah, the one star is not necessary. One star is like it's unlistenable. It's one star when people are like, oh, it's just not for me. And I'm like, well, I can't fix that, Sharon. <laughs> If it's not for you, I can't do anything about it. At least the producer, when you get reviews that are like, I don't like her voice. Yeah. And it's like, well. Oh, okay. I'll get a bloody host. Vo- vox quarter in here then and change what her voice sounds like. <laughs> Sorry. Just like <laughs> peek into what frustrates me as a producer. But yeah, if you're liking the show, leave us a review. I'd feel really happy. I know Abby oh, would feel really happy. I'd feel really happy. I'd really appreciate it, everyone. Yeah. Um, But... You know, if you don't have the show, again, just leave it not just, not a one star. No. Don't do a one star. You've listened to the whole episode. You obviously like it a little bit. Exactly. Do we you, don't like hate listening or hate following here. No, and if you hate following me or hate listening to me, like Don't tell us about it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks. All right, I love you. Night, love you. <laughs> I thought you said all right, love you. I said, night. I said all right, night, love you. Good time. Abby's had enough. It's what? It's 11. No, it's 12.35 and Abby's like, oh, I'm done for the day. I'm tired. Illing. Really?